cookies? Who said you could eat my cookies? Sorry, guys. Uh, oh, hey, God. we're back with another episode with, of talking with Andrew and Chris. I've got Schwarzenegger on the brain. Uh, you'll find out why soon <laughs> enough, but... I just yeah. had to start with that one because you know what? You think about Arnold Schwarzenegger, everyone goes to where? You go to Terminator, you go to uh, Predator. Predator, Commando, you know, um, uh, what's the wonder he's on Mars? What's That's Total Recall, right? Uh, yeah, I, b- I believe so, but I could be wrong. Yeah. But I usually just I go to the wrong. one where he's uh, brothers, twins with uh, Danny DeVito. <laughs> twins, uh, yes. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Really he's one. got so many other movies like Twins and Jingle <laughs> All the Way. Jingle All the Way is my yeah. number one True. Schwarzenegger movie. I also used to love uh, that that movie where he's like a kindergarten cop. I believe is the yes. one. I used to watch dude, that a lot. Listen, as a little he's kid, got a... he's got range. Okay, he does, dude. <laughs> and don't tell range. him he can't do something. That just fuels his fire. But we don't need to spoil anything any further. <laughs> Um, because before we get into all that, we of course are back with another episode. Welcome everyone to Talking with Andrew and Chris. We are chatting again today with another amazing artist. Andrew, before we even like bring him in or anything, how how are you feeling today? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, you know, had some, had some good sleep, had a nice breakfast. Good. It's, It's a beautiful day. You know, it's not cold anymore. I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful that spring is here. Yeah, man, the podcast has been doing really well. I appreciate that. I uh, I can't be any more thankful if I tried. Like we have so many people that have been coming back to week to week, and um, mm-hmm. just because these artists keep gracing our show, and their fans yeah. seem to be awesome, and, and thankfully they're becoming our fans, and, and hopefully vice versa. You know, that's the whole point. So, w- with that being said, you know, in the spirit of hopefully exposing you guys, a predominantly U.S. based audience, to someone new, we're, we're very lucky to, t- to chat with today uh, a hungry based artist from from shout Budapest. out hungry my uh, parents are from there yeah that's very true so guys please welcome to the show the incredibly talented quixotic aka Ooh. chris what's going on chris hi guys how you doing what's up? doing well man how about yourself yeah it's pretty fine here it's you know third wave pandemic but we are surviving as usual that's right yeah, um, how has that how has that been for you guys, man? Have, have you been staying safe? Has it, has everything been okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. All my relatives are okay. A few of them already got vaccinated. Uh, we are fine. We are young, so we are late on the list. I don't know how it's over there, but we, you have to sign up and just wait until years. I guess <laughs> same yeah. exact thing here. Yeah, uh, it, know, it seems so. like every week there's like a new rule or a new set of something. Exactly, like, yeah, you, day you by day, they're in. changing. They're changing exactly. the game every day. They're just deciding on new things. You can't go out after eight. You can't go out after midnight. You go. They close all the places. The next week they open it, so they don't know exactly. what to do. Right, and, it, Dude, and that's here, cr- it's good to know we're not alone in that. I yeah, suppose. here, here, depending, <laughs> like from you could drive for like four hours, and depending on which state you are, you might be breaking the law for one hour, and then you drive into a new state and wow. you're not breaking the law. It's just like, who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, but so hey, the world is crazy, but we are fine. All right. There exactly. The world is crazy, but we are fine. And we're doing great right now because we're, we're excited to have you here, man. Uh, you're our first it's, guest from you. Hungary, which is pretty awesome. So yes. congrats and thank you. And so, Chris, man, we're glad you're OK. We're glad you're doing good. So so with that being said, you, you're doing a lot with with your music, uh, Quixotic. You are one of the more ambitious, I think, artists in your genre, because a lot of people talk the talk about the cinema behind the music, which is very much associated with Synthwave. But 
you kind of walk the walk and we'll get to that. But before we sort of get to the present, I would like for you to take us back. And, and I really mean way back because I want to know about your first interest in music. Like what song first made your ears poke up? Like bring us through your musical history so we can then really start to break down all that you have going on currently. All right, cool. Um, so since I was a kid, my parents were nerds. Uh, my second word actually was joystick because they played the uh, Commodore 64 all the time. That's so, so cool. it's 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 pretty strange uh, childhood, <laughs> but it's it was an awesome childhood. Especially in Hungary, it's it wasn't that common to get all the technical stuff and all the nerdy shit because we were we were like a part of the Soviet Union, you know. So all the U.S. Hollywood mainstream stuff uh, come to Hungary in the 90s. And I just it, it idolized a fake uh, image of the 80s of America, you know, from the movies. So on the VHS tapes, I watched everything back and forth, back and forth. That's what that was my childhood. I always dreamed like one day there will be uh, a scene where I will be Marty McFly and there will be uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger next to me or something like this. You know, you you fantasizing about this this fake California, this fake New York, and it's awesome. And throughout my life, I learned that it's it's not really the case. There are some parts of your of your uh, uh, country that are really, really great and really, really good and really, really awesome. But most of the things are not just just happy as in as in the Hollywood movies. But with synthwave, I think it's totally the same. We are grabbing something from the '80s, some good things, and making it more awesome and awesome as we as we progress in 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 making new music new visuals new stuff so for me the music and the movies always are an an um i say a getaway an escape mm -hmm. from the reality it's right. it's not just the time machine it's not just the nostalgia it's it's everything in between right. you know like an, an 80s utopia yeah, exactly. Like a, a perfect place to live. And it can be bad like in Mad Max or something or, or maybe Terminator. It's not a good one with the judgment uh, day or everything. But uh, but it's so cool. It's so it's so cool. You can't resist how cool it is. And in the 80s, there was the perfect balance between uh, practicality and, and visual effects and everything to make it look real and feel real. Yet you know it's 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 CGI, it's early CGI, it's it's effects, but it's so convincing and and so believable, especially when you're a child. So I was just amazed the so many amazing stuff. For me, the movies were first, and the music came after. So I later realized that I like this kind of music. I later realized I always remember the Knight Rider, uh, Tom Fields, you know, the. <laughs> Stuff. And, and and I later find out, oh, this is the Lindrum, oh, this is this. So from the technical aspect is is very much interesting. You you live your all your your childhood like this, and when you're adult, you rediscovering it and you you find out what was it that you made you like this. Uh, I don't know, I, maybe I'm getting a little confusing, but it's uh it's a it's a big learning process to learn about yourself and 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 your childhood and what made you what you are today. Uh, and to answer your question, uh, the first time I was uh, discovering how to make music and something like this, 
there was a magazine in in the late 90s uh, with PC and, and computer game stuff. And there was a, a CD a booklet inside in every 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 issue. And on the CDs, there were demos and shareware softwares back in the old days. You know, there was no internet and stuff. And on this CD, there was a, a Fruity Loops FL Studio uh, demo. And that was my first time I, I okay, was this? Oh, it's, you can make music. Mm, you can make techno, trance. And I was totally shitty. I was, I was awful. I didn't learn how to make music. I didn't know anything about it. But it was a, a great um, stuff to spend my time with besides Grand Theft Auto and everything else. And uh, it's a funny thing because in the demo, you couldn't save your projects. You can only make one thing and export it to an MP3. So my first three <laughs> albums, terrible. total rubbish, total just experiencing what to do, how to do, but it was a lot of fun. So that was the first. And after that, for years and years, and I get the full version. I learned it, how to do it. I switched right. to different platforms and everything. So that was the first time I, I discovered uh, music making and producing. But before that, I tried to make mixtapes with two cassette tapes, you know, uh, to impress girls in the school. They were into Spice Girls. And I mm. got a Spice Girls uh, remix uh, cassette from somewhere. And I tried to make... Uh, uh, it makes it with Backstreet Boys and all the all the you know the nice. the nineties stuff. stuff. Honestly, a nice match. And, and I got some girls, yeah. So it was cool. So yeah, that's I mean, when it, I, I learned. At least it worked. It's cool. Out. It's cool to be a DJ, and later it's cool to be a producer too. Too. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, hey, mission accomplished, man. That's uh, that's really cool, dude. No, that's uh, that's an interesting sort of story. Um, you know, it's it's funny. You you kind of always sort of hear about how people get into this world of synthwave and uh, everyone has their own little unique sort of avenue into it and uh yeah. you know it's it's cool i think i think you know because one of the things in your sound that stands out to me is and, and i say this a lot when we have synthwave artists on it's a it's become such a popular genre and so with that there's there's what i call copycat syndrome you know because i think music is uh and we just did an interview with uh this this youtuber our friend roy of royish good looks and he said it so well and it's really stuck with me you know youtube is really i mean uh music is really a history lesson so if you don't know what's come before it sure you could achieve some level of success and maybe fool some people but like you need to be able to talk the language and so that's why i get so frustrated i'm exactly. a huge like rock fan and i've been in many rock bands my whole life and I, I get frustrated with a lot of modern bands because they just don't understand you know the uh the shoulders of of which they're standing on and so it sounds just very unauthentic and i think that's why bands like black keys are like some of the only modern rock names that you know about because they know their history, they've done their homework, so they've gotten past sort of mm -hmm. a level just by having that innate musical knowledge. Right. So, and like somebody like John Mayer and something like that. Ex exactly, John Mayer. You know, you can't play the blues like that unless you did years of studying, and I think that's what shines through in your sound. So, why don't you sort of talk us through sort of how you would describe your sound and 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 what sort of corner of the synthwave scene you would describe yourself in, and just you know how your influences impact your music. Oh, it's a really tough question, actually. Um, but before that, I want to mention the most cliche thing uh, led me to synthwave. Actually, I was in the mo in the theater watching Drive, 
I knew that and, was what you were about to say. And, and, <laughs> Great movie. And and, and I knew movie. about I knew about new disco and, and all the genres there, like you know the Justice, Daft Punk stuff, French electro, because it's very very connected to synthwave. But my but my my moment of the moment of truth, you know, when you when you figure out, all right, this is what I want to do. It it was when when the credits roll and and Kavinsky night call and I was I just lost it. My my friends hated the movie and I was like, dude, this is the best. I want to do this music and this movie was awesome. And they were okay. We're never gonna go to the movies again with you because <laughs> they thought they got it's it's gonna be like a Fast and Furious movie. And if you if your expectations are like that, it's gonna be a huge disappointment. Um, yeah, so that was my 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 synthwave moment. But for me, synthwave is all about diversity. Um, I don't like what you mentioned. It's the generic copycat sound. Synthwave is very very easy to uh, to stylize with a few tutorials. You you know the bass lines, you know the the sounds and everything, and it 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 can get very very generic and and boring actually. And what I really love about not synthwave, but about the 80s music, it was all about inventions, all about uh, going wild, trying out new things. They invented a lot of new synthesizers. The 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 genres are meshed together: the metal, the the pop, and everything. They they tried whatever they wanted to do. So it was it was it was a free pop market and and it shines through the the music it shines through how many great and different kind of hits they made in that that decade and this is what i love about the the eighties the most because this diversity is like a is like a golden mine for artists uh, like like me to just look back find something very very interesting part from that song and from another song and and do something uh, special about it now with the modern uh, new new retro wave stuff. You know, right. the, you can mix everything together. You can you can grab a little from here, a little from there. It's I don't think it's about originality because you can be original in 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 this century actually because everything. It is tough. Yeah. Are you a, are you a Weezer it's, fan by any chance? Um, not really. <laughs> okay, well, Rivers Cuomo, okay. I think, is uh, an amazing songwriter, and uh, he, he said that uh, he's like, I don't get upset when people try and say that my new music sucks because, to be honest, there's only so many chords you can use, <laughs> and uh, I yeah. think that kind of speaks to what you're saying. Right. He's taking a lot of criticism too, so he's no stranger <laughs> to that. Yeah, I feel like also going off of what you said, like synthwave to me is like the like how I describe the bass guitar because like I play the bass guitar, the bass is like so easy to learn just how to play it because you know it's four strings you're usually using one finger at a time on the fretboard like it's not hard to learn and you could be playing a song but it's so hard to like be really good at the bass like to master it like you can learn all these other techniques you can start playing like weird chords you could add more strings to it if you're feeling crazy like it just gets crazy so i feel like synthwave is like that where almost anybody could download the software and you know get the baseline that do 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 and then just put like a nice synth chord on there and like hey i'm a synthwave artist but like that doesn't mean that you know you're doing anything like special with yeah, it so and i think it, it's, and it's it's cool when you find someone like you that's doing something interesting and cool with it you know and i think it's very very frustrating for newcomers to get into this genre as a producer because all the the cool songs are written already. The early days, Mitch Murder and everything, 
and and it's and it's not fair because there the the first synthwave tracks are fucking simple. I'm sorry. Uh, can we swear or no? Yes, you Go can swear. It, okay. <laughs> so it's it's so simple yet so good and awesome. You know, that's basic laser hook baseline. With it's it's nothing. It's it's a simple synthwave rhythm with with some cool guitar riffs and everything. And and it's it was enough. It was enough in 2010, but in 2021, it's nothing. It's just a control C, control V, and that's it. It's, it's you, you can't do anything about it. You, you need to right. invent, you need to uh, top up your game to get yeah. to the next level. That was the main reason why I did the music video, how I did it. That was the main goal to, okay, we can make music, we can make uh, cool uh, guitar solos and stuff. There are... You can be uh, an artist with many albums and everything, but what is synthwave lacking nowadays? It's lacking good music videos. There are a few. There are some epic music videos like Turbo Killer uh, or yeah, or the gun, sure. gun sh- Gunship music videos are great too, but it's it's not much. I can count in on my two hands how many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's again. There's right. like three, and how many more can we name? I'm totally with right. you. I've seen I've seen a lot of videos that are just a guy walking on the street in the nighttime while it's raining and standing under a streetlight. You know? Yeah, you can. You can <laughs> that. Or or there's just like their favorite '80s film, like Days of Thunder, just sort of edited over right. their song, which is yeah, cool. I'm, I'm, guil- I'm guilty of montage videos too because yeah. it's well, hey. it's easy to explain. You're a filmmaker. Your... I mean, montages, that's like a big part of 80s filmmaking, like Top Gun and, uh, you know, all those Lethal Weapon movies. They have their montages. But, <laughs> you know, before we get into the film aspect and, and, and more modern, there is one last sort of tidbit that I kind of wanted to touch on while we're still sort of in the earlier part of this this episode and while we're talking about sort of your roots and, and what has sort of inspired you to create and, and sound the way you sound. And, and you, you said something that I think is really true about 80s music, you know, the innovation. I mean, they literally had a dance hit and they didn't need that guitar solo in Thriller, but they put it in there. And I mean, it's it's incredible. Like that is actually insane how they just were like, yeah, um, this is probably great, but hey, we need a shredding guitar solo. And then, you know, they did their thing. And, and so it is funny that the genre has become sort of so homogenized in a sense when it really stems from music that is like oh each year yamaha is putting out a new synth and what's this new sound and how can we use this in our music like phil collins and all those guys just like adapting the technology so like i guess like what's your sort of take on that and how do you try to combat that in your own music and your approach uh every new song is a new learning process for me so when i start something i i wanted to make it to the next level you know like in a in a video game so when i try to write something or, or think of a concept or anything i i'm i'm figuring out the backstory what i want what what the mood will be and and the last part is the track title so so for me, it's just like building up something new for me, not for the audience especially, but but first just for me to because I don't want to be boring for me. You know, if I'm boring for me, it's it's over. You you need to um, top up your game for yourself first, and then hopefully the your fans will like it too. You can take different directions maybe and and get get some uh, hots and colds from the fans, but 
but you need to you need to uh, evolve with your music and with with the style and that's the biggest thing with synthwave that you need to do this if you want this genre to survive uh, there are for years they talking about the death of uh, synthwave that it's, it's it's a dead genre and everything but it's only it's up to us what what we can do with it and uh, it's up to us producers what we can do with it and not, not about the fans the fans will come the fans will discover the the midnight the, the old stuff every day and it's a good thing but but for for us artists we need to find the way to make this genre survive or or not just be boring and and evolve it to the next level to to make something for the future because hopefully if we make good job at this we will survive the the genre stuff and we will survive as just good music right. in the future so so right. Go past when I'm looking, when I when I look back to the '80s, I'm not I'm not saying the mm, the the best uh, pop song or the best. It's the best music. It's just the Metallica can be a best music and Michael Jackson can be a best music too. It's not gonna be the best trash metal music. Yeah, you can right. do that, but it's it just um, I don't know how we say it. It's um, a uh, forever living song. What? Right, yeah. transcends in all time song. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, an all time, mm-hmm. all time song. It's yeah, I, uh, you you say it. It's a uh, forever green or something. I don't know if it's an oh, expression cool. in in uh, in the U.S. Yeah, we're not uh, as like elegant the, over here. I can always text my dad. But, uh, <laughs> what's the we'll, English equivalent of feeling we'll just green? Say, we'll just say things like, "Yeah, that song slaps," and that's supposed to mean like I would it's say legendary. It's ti- it's timeless. Timeless. Time, oh, yeah, that's, timeless. that's the word. Yeah, timeless. Yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of, because uh, that that's a great point, and so I kind of want to transition off that point before we jump into the modern. What are some of your favorite timeless tracks from the '80s? You know, some songs that are in your playlist. Like, let's say you're just going for a jog, or you need a little even inspiration for like the new music. Like, what are you putting on to like sort of get you in that mindset from from I the '80s a, specifically? Only one song, or can I say a, a whatever? Oh, yeah, you give got. us as much. Yeah, like what's in your playlist, man? Give I'm curious. Uh, my my favorite playlist is um, is a group of songs. Uh, uh, it's a special genre called uh, yacht rock. Have you heard about it? I, I've I've seen the Spotify playlist. I haven't dabbled, but I have yacht, seen the yacht rock. Isn't it's it like, like Don Henley and uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Toto yeah exactly. And... Hell yeah. Okay. Who in there? And Who in there specifically? Oh. Uh, all the smooth tracks, you know, everything, everything from from Toto and um, you are, you're killing me with this question because I have I have so many artists and I and none come to my I, mind. Listen, we've all been there. I yeah, recently it's... discovered that Toto has a lot of hits that are in Africa. Yeah, like yeah recently Rosanna. I just learned. I know, that, but like, hold, but hold unfortunately, I can only play Africa and hold the line in my parties. I. <laughs> I have a party series called uh, Stranger Synths. Uh, it's based nice. on the Stranger Things, just yep. to get a that catchy name to lure people in, you know, yes. uh, with the name. And it's uh, we we used to do synthwave parties for years, only strictly synthwave. But the Hungarian audience were a little bit uh, less every time we we tried to do it, and we couldn't invent anything new to the party to to make right. more people come. So I came up with a, a new concept. Uh, it's a solo uh, stuff, so I'm the only one who doing all night DJing, and uh, it's based on synthwave, 
80s music, so 80s classics, and um, 80s remixes and synthwave remixes of any kind of modern mainstream song or anything. So Linkin Park, Fury Weekend remix and uh, yeah. Dua, Dua nice. Lipa 80s remix. And, and it still works. And you can put between a Carpenter, Brutal or something. And, and right. the people will like it because someone who came uh, because of Madonna, they will they will enjoy the night. And mm-hmm. other guys who came for Perturbator, they will enjoy the night too because they right. get everything. in. It's in a package. Uh, and it, a little it works something for everybody. So when you say party, because I've seen the Stranger Sense thing on your Instagram, and and I've yeah. I've been curious about what exactly it is. Do you mean like a show, or are you like renting out a bar for the evening and charging a cover, and it's just kind of like an '80s theme night? Like, what, what exactly do you mean? What exactly is Stranger Sense? I'm trying to get an understanding. Um, it sounds awesome, and I wish I can go to one, but I don't exactly know what it is. It's a party taking uh, place in different uh, big venues in Hungary. Um, I'm the host and I got some contracts with big venues and I got a party organizer who helps me uh, with this. And actually, I'm pretty proud uh, how this this stuff worked until the, the coronavirus, because this was the biggest event in all Europe, but maybe in, in the whole world which uh, regularly plays synthwave music to big audiences. Our, our biggest numbers were uh, before uh, last year, it's 2019, the summer season, we were hosting every month at least one party and there were like 2,000, 3,000 people on each. Wow. So, so it it's was like pretty you're, big. You're doing like pop-up dance clubs basically. Yeah, I don't sort know. Of. It's if if it's in 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 the US, it's different, but it's a regular party with the same name, and I'm the host every every time, and it's right, once right. a month, maybe. That okay. sounds great. I don't know if That's we have awesome. that type of thing here, but it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, so and it's then... like, but you must know, like a Turbo Drive from Los Angeles or San Francisco, or there's a night wave, night wave, something in New York. It's a synthwave mm-hmm. party series. Well, uh, they I'm are doing not, regular. I, look that up. I had not heard doing regular parties. Wow, Chris, so, okay. someone Andrew, in your Facebook group go. has got to know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I definitely got to. I, I, you know, I got to pay more attention to the feed. Yeah. No, that's cool, now, man. And let me ask you, since we're talking about your '80s influences, the only band that I can remember that my dad has shown me from his, you know, time in Hungary is a band called Locomotive GT. Have you heard of them? All right. Okay. Of course. Uh, that yeah. was that was a big part of uh, the music playing in my house when I was growing up. Big big little Arthur and Indian, you know. Uh, I got a story about them actually. Uh, one nice. of the, the the keyboard player from that mm-hmm. band is called uh, Presser Gabor. It's a mm-hmm. Hungarian name. Gabor, and yeah. uh, when the guy saw the Blade Runner back in the eighties, he was so amazed by the Vangelis, you know, the the soundtrack, and. Uh, in Hungary, we didn't have any of those awesome synths. None. Right. Uh, so there were two physicists guys uh, who were good with math, and they figure out how to process the the microchips and everything to make a synth sound, and they build their own synth. And pre-Hungarian artists use that synth on three uh, LPs, and this is awesomely unique synth wave sound it's it's like an asian synth wave 
the whole album Whoa. because it's it's a synth music it's not like synth pop new not like new wave it's it's kind of like an old synth wave with a shitty mastering on it but <laughs> but the but the synth synthesizer sound is so unique it's you you can never you can never hear it anywhere else and wow. uh, it's a very 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 uh, cool story about these two guys they built a fucking synth from nowhere because you couldn't have one in here that's all. i got to look they, that and up because they Damn. saw blade runner yeah, because of Blade Runner Runner. is like yeah. one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my life. I have like another podcast where um, <laughs> we talk about film and TV, and I'd definitely love to have you on that one, man. But uh, I went to film school for quite some time. So Andrew and I actually are both in a band. I'm, I'm the singer and guitar player. He's like the bass player and, and drummer, whatever we kind of need him to do, he'll do. And, uh, you know, I can't I necessarily... drum, actually. Oh, cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, you know, it's just kind of like... Until I found film, though, like the way I approach writing music is so different now, though, because like even if it's I'm writing just like a love song, like it has to be characters now. And I and, but it makes the lyrics stronger and it actually enhances like the process. And I feel like it, in time when we get back to releasing music, we'll make it stand out. But I mean, how has, you know, being a fan of film informed your process as, a, as an artist, a musician? I always wanted to do films and movies. I always, a, a, it was a big dream from since since when I'm making music. I wanted to do everything. Like I, I used to do photography, like uh, stock photography. Uh, I used to do as a living, and uh, on the side, I'm doing graphic design. So all the quixotic uh, Facebook covers, images, every 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 graphic stuff, it's it's mine except the poster for highway violence and my album cover because i i couldn't have the time to do that and i um i asked a very good friend who's even more better in graphic design than me so yeah sometimes you need to share <laughs> no and and film is such a collaborative art form so that totally yeah. makes sense and i think it's kind of like a really cool segue into uh where you're at these days man you know we've spoken a lot about the genre and how it's grown, but it's also, you know, possibly become a little stale and stagnant. And so really the creative artists will shine through. And so you are kind of really crushing it right now. And even in the pandemic, like, I don't know, I've been a fan of yours for about a year now. And I, I just see your numbers keep going up on Spotify and YouTube. And it, to me, it seems like that's the case, not only because the music's good, not only because you know your musical history, as we found out, but because you kind of just constantly innovating so let's talk about your short film highway violence you know i mean i feel like we're gonna need a decent amount of time to talk about it so why not start at the halfway point of the podcast what yeah what, i was, what do you I was tell figuring us about that, that this was gonna take a while <laughs> yeah yeah and that's okay. why i wanted to kind of work yeah, it in, in the middle here because i got a lot it. of questions yeah yeah man let's let's hear like and i'm sure andrew and i will ask questions as it as the conversation continues but like what was the original you know idea behind the film what what inspired it let's start there um, the original idea was that we can't make anything like this, <laughs> to be honest. It was, uh, they were keep bugging me. A lot of guys uh, approached me to, hey, we know your music. It's it's awesome. And please just make a music video. And I, I told everybody that I have very big, crazy dreams that I don't have the money for it. And I think it's not possible to make it in Hungary or make it in in in, in, in this kind of budget that we, we, we can make uh have but uh uh but for me it was a it was a dream since 
I don't know, since I was a child, since I watched the, the Back to the Future for the first time, I wanted to do something like this. And I tried to, uh, to, to be uh, a film nerd uh, to the max, you know, all the trivia stuff. So I'm always on IMDb looking for some, some clues and, and learning, 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 just like in music. I, every, every new thing I, I start, it just, it's just learning, learning about the past, learning about how to do it, what to do it and how to uh, innovate and, and, and how to get much more experience and get better at, uh, at what you do. So for me, it was the scariest part to just uh, accept an offer. Uh, last year, they, a good friend of mine who are musicians too, they're doing this music video business for like 10 years now. And they, they just asked me, quick Sotik, hey, Chris, please, we want to make your music video. Please say yes, we will figure out the rest. And I told them the same. We don't have the budget. We can't do this. And, and, and it's out of the question. And they just keep asking me. And I, and I said, okay, sit, let's sit down and talk about it. And we came up with the concept to, to which song and, and, and what to do with the song, how, how the visuals would work in the context of the, the title and the mood and everything else. And uh, they wanted to do Palms because Palms is my, my big synthwave hit, you know. And, um, and I told them it, it, it's not going to work because if we want to do a music video for Palms, we need to go to at least Miami or, or, or something where there are real palm trees, not in Hungary. It's uh, impossible to, to shoot uh, an, an authentic setting for, for, for such a summer Miami Vice track, you know. And uh, so when we figure out, okay, it's going to be highway violence, uh, I came up with the idea to, uh, to make it like a, a montage from different movie scenes. That was the first concept, to, to just a montage with, with movie scenes. And we were just brainstorming about how to do it, what to do it, uh, to make sense any of this. Because there's no logical uh, explanation why are you going from this scene to the next scene? And when I get back from the the, the discussion, I went home and I tried uh, to write uh, a proper screenplay. I opened up my old uh, uh, files and and I figured out there was a there is a lot of great tutorials how to write a proper Hollywood kind of script and I wanted to do it right. Not because it was necessary. It was just for me to okay. You need to type exterior with this uh, caps lock type, and then then night scene helps and, helps put and, you in the mood. Yeah, it yeah it. I I felt like uh, you know uh, I'm doing something real, not just okay. We are making a music video, and uh, it turned out to be a seven page uh, script for uh, just the bloody music video. So. <laughs> So when yeah, I man. for one that doesn't I, even have like any actual dialogue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, when I show uh, to the guys that okay, this is my vision. Um, just uh, skip everything you, you we can do. Uh, I give them a marker, you know, just to cross all the all the crazy ideas. And they read it and they said, okay, we can do this, but we will try. And uh, we did everything except one scene. So Ooh. everything in the music video was on the paper except one mind-blowingly stupid, crazy scene. <laughs> was that was that ha- that have to do with more of the flying cars in the actual sky or something? 
Uh, I was, I was no, honestly it, impressed that we got that you got the DeLorean flying and landing and all that stuff. I was yeah, like, you guys did a lot, I, man. Like Chris was like, "Yeah, be sure to check this out before we talk to him." I'm like, okay, and I'm like, "Are we talking to like a Hollywood producer or something?" Because it's like every yeah. '80s movie I've ever seen, like, dude. So yeah, speak, we about speak about this crew you assembled, man. Like you're, you're underselling it, I think, a little too much. Like you guys gotta go <laughs> yeah. and watch this thing. It is actually legitimately incredible. Like what you guys yeah, were I was able blown to pull away. off. Like how big was especially the team? after. What you just told us now, I'm especially and now I'm that assuming, you're like, yeah, there was no way. I was like, then how did you do it? Exactly, and I'm assuming this is your directorial debut too, right? So that's an extra exactly, pressure. Exactly, that was another another uh, hard sell for them because they were doing this music video business on their own. So they're just a duo, two guys, and they never worked uh, like this. There was a there was a director above them, you know, and uh, we had to. Uh, you know, get uh, to work together for a few days and a lot of talks and a lot of, uh, you know, I know it a better, now, you know it better. Yeah, for the first time, but we gained each other's respect as we were working towards uh, the shooting days. And uh, for me, the biggest learning uh, was the biggest experience I get out of this music video. We shoot this music video throughout 2020. Uh, it was more than uh, 20 shooting days throughout the year and uh, at least four months of post-production like the vfx and cgi stuff and uh, for me the biggest learning is i, I do I, like i told you i do everything alone all the the quixotic image the old designs and everything it's it's it just me from my head and i try to do everything by myself because every time i i i share my my work it's not gonna be uh, what i want it to be originally you know, and and it's it's always a compromise, and I was absolutely scared that this will butcher my dream, my vision. You know, and I told them, guys, we need to do this how I see it in the paper, paper, and and we and we need to. I I will try to compromise and everything, but we need need to do this how I want to do it. And uh, for me, it was it was very difficult, but in the end, I learned. I couldn't do this alone. I couldn't do this without the more than 100 people who helped me. A lot of favors, a lot of miracles, you know, like, okay, we got the spot. All right. Oh, there's the there's a car. There's there's another guy. Ask him, okay, he's he's in for it. He don't ask too much money for it. And that's, let's do this. For example, the, the Testarossa uh, was just like an Instagram account. Uh, someone uh, sent it to me. There's a there's a real red Ferrari Testarossa in Hungary, and I said, okay, no way, it's not true. And by the time I wrote to the guy with the Testarossa, I already already made the deal with the DeLorean, with the Knight Rider, and it was like, okay, what can I lose? Nothing. It just I just wrote him, hey man, I'm doing this 80s music stuff. Uh, would you like to be a part of it? It's gonna be very cool and 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 etc. etc. But uh, he wrote me back immediately and he told me that um, these rapper guys, you know, they want to do some hip hop shit with my car and and I was not into it. But I have only one CD in the Testarossa and it's Field Coins in the air tonight. So let's do this. And that Amazing. was it. Yes. So That's fate. These these miracles, because I can't say anything else. It's just it's just damn luck, you know, to get get know, the, all right. this all this thing in the in the music video, uh, the the T1000 character, I met him in a in a car meet. I was I was out with a <laughs> in a car meet, and he was 
standing next to his own Ford Crown Victoria police car in full costume, and he's just standing there. And next to him, there was a guy who knew my music and said, hey, are you not Quixotic? And I, I was like looking back, oh my God. Uh, I told my wife, okay, bring the script, bring the script. We're gonna, we're gonna uh, ram these guys and, and ask, ask, ask for the biggest favors. And I told him, okay, I know it sounds strange. I didn't know you, but I think I, I, I written a part for you in my first music video. Please accept this role. And he said yes. Wow. And he's the P one thousand, and he, and he fucking nailed it. Uh, he, when you, when you, when he you really see, he really did. Yeah, he captured the he, vibe very well. Yeah, I know they're not lookalikes exactly, but but it's that's the closest close, we can get with 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 uh, Chief Hopper. He's he's amazing. Right. He never he, he he's not an actor. He just he's just a friend. He for looks finding like... some random guy at a car meet, I think he looks pretty close to the T one thousand. Yeah, dude, yeah. you uh, stars certainly did a line. Now let me ask yeah. you this question: You guys shot for this real? during twenty twenty, right? Yeah. The year of the coronavirus, um, where a lot of exactly. film productions were shut down. What challenges did that pose for you, and, and how did you overcome uh, them? There were some advantages and disadvantages, too. Uh, the disadvantages was to make it safe uh, and asking everybody. You know, there was not really testing in the first part in March. We started the production in March. It was all new to everybody. What is, what is pandemic? What is lockdown? Uh, right, what can right. you do about it? And uh, and sometimes it was difficult to to gather everything in the same room to shoot something or or just organize a shooting day. But uh, most of the time, because it's just big favors and and it's not a big production. So legally speaking, I think we broke a lot of rules during this. <laughs> we didn't close <laughs> any roads. We didn't ask for permits in places. But you know. A parking lot was closed because the pandemic from 4 p.m. because they closed the shop and the parking lot was empty. So we just went down with some few American cars and shoot a few hours and just get the hell out of there. Yeah, you know? right. listen, and, it's only illegal if you get caught, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Sorry, Dad. No, that's 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 cool, man. I I totally. So maybe it it wasn't the safest production. That's why people think it was a big budget uh, music video uh, when it was really not the smallest budget. But for in in terms of uh, like a Hollywood production, it's it's nothing. It's just pennies. And and we tried our best. It was the biggest difficulty to to how to achieve a level with so little money and so little to do in Hungary in these kind of settings. Well, we yeah. had to find a de- desert in, in, a, in, a, in a continent where, which has no desert. But we find a sand mine which looks exactly like a desert. Yeah, right. dude, that's, that's so amazing, so, man. That's so exactly everything what... in this music video was in Hungary? Yeah. That's and that's crazy. exactly what film's about. It's about being resourceful and, you know, rising above and working with your team. You know, it's like you you are obviously resourceful as a musician. You create some really, I think, unique music in the synthwave genre. But it's funny to see, like, you know, can synthwave artists play well with others? Normally, it's just sort of one guy or we have some duos, but it's it's definitely more of like a loner style of music. You're not in a band. So it's uh, that, that must have been interesting for you, sort of really taking your art from being something so close and personal to then having 
I don't know, how, how big was your crew? You know, how many different voices did you welcome into something that's like your baby? Yeah, it's more, more than 100 people helped me with this production. The, the main crew was like, uh, was like four people. Uh, we lost him or, or he's here. He's good. He's probably just sneezing. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's just everything went black for a moment. All right. Um, so what was I? Um, yeah, the the main crew was like four people who helped me with the with the you know with the car trailers and and with the shooting. One one uh, director of photography guy. Um, but it was it was a small team and it was a very much a team effort. So we shared everything we can. We we worked. Uh, what we had uh because the offer they give me was like a pro bono uh, is, is it a term in in the u.s right mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. so there for was free. no uh, no fee for the the working hours in the post-production product uh and in the shooting days so i just had to pay for the equipment for the cars for renting and everything else i tried to do the best to 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 make it easy for them to work with me so i organized uh the the places the cars the people uh my wife helped me a lot so that's why uh, she got the executive producer parts because she uh she let me uh spend our money during a uh, pandemic when when we can't make parties to make money from uh so it was a it was, was she a, in the video uh yeah she did a cameo in the flamingo driving scene she's eating a burger with the other guys Damn. nice right uh, that's cool, man as soon as you said that i was like when i was watching it and it ended and then it was about to be the credits i'm like how is there still like four minutes left of this video and now it's the credits and then it was just so many people i'm like damn i get a lot of complaints about, about that that, I'm, that <laughs> i that i cheated it's not really a 10 minute short uh, film and it's it's just a six minute short film with a four minute uh, credit scene but uh, <laughs> hey man listen you said you love hollywood but, right and hollywood? Yeah, exactly they look legit, and I love the the thing at the end that says, look you know, this Snyder wasn't cut. this wasn't in um, junction with this, and this wasn't approved exactly by what, because I wanted to make it the truest possible, but I didn't yeah. want to get the season. This is from the lawyers, you know, so I just I just also, photoshopped. And yeah, also, for the end of it, out there the very end of it is is an extra scene, so it is a ten minute short film because the exactly. very end of it is still part of the movie. The continue exactly. Part. And for anyone out there who's a hater, Snyder's claiming he made a four hour movie. Really, he made a three hour and forty seven minute movie. But guess what? People <laughs> deserve credit for working on a behemoth like that. And your your venture was surely no uh, easy task either. So that's just part of exactly. filmmaking. Exactly. That's why I, I I I owed owed the people who who helped me uh, make my dream come true. So that's why I decided from the from the first when we when we started it need it needs a proper credits uh i don't know i i don't care how long it takes it's gonna be there and it's 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 gonna be for them who who helped me right. make this amazing plus at, at the end of the day this is a music video and the music is going the whole time so yeah and cool. they're gonna be like extra because uh, because the credits uh it has the the live version of palms with the with the full band playing so with the mm-hmm. saxophone exactly. and, and and the real guitars and stuff so also i don't want to spoil it but that was such a good like prize at the end of the video 
It's so good. Yeah, people, yeah go, go watch it. Guys. You guys honestly have to watch it. If you're you listening really to this podcast with how much we spoke about it, go to his YouTube channel, Quixotic right. Highway Violence. Please even, watch it. It's even awesome. if you don't like Synthwave, if you just have ever seen any movie from the 80s, you're going to love this video. So, like, go see I'll, it. I'll raise you one. If you like art, go watch it. Now, with that being said... <laughs> Whoa, um, okay, bro. <laughs> uh Chris man I have a I have a question because you know it seems like it was received really well and you kind of set a bar now is is there a thought process in your head like can you ever release a normal music video again like are you going to essentially have right. to jump on the side of a plane like Tom Cruise did in Mission Impossible 6 for your next video because you can only go up now right I mean where's your head at with all that Yeah that that's another complaint they 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 throw at me because uh yeah it, we set the bar pretty high but uh, you know it this video was just about cars and there was a little action but the next big thing for me i think it's gonna be a real action movie style you know fighting shooting blowing up stuff like so, like the schwarzenegger montage but of an actual yeah 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 kind of kind of like that I, i'm really into jackie chan movies i i really love that stuff and and yeah, all the shooting and, and explosion. So are you a Rush you Hour go... fan? Yeah, uh, the earlier one. Rush Hour is like the the modernized American version of Jackie Chan. It's a Jackie Chan right, light. Right. I yeah, like yeah, the yes. the old school Hong Kong stuff because it's mm-hmm. like creativity like on the next Legend level. of the Drunken Master type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, Look at Andrew uh, dropping. Police story, for example. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I got I don't know those honestly. So, I think so, I, I, maybe I just know the Americanized Jackie Chan. But yeah, you were saying. I'm sorry, I didn't you, mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, you sh- you should check it out. The, all the early early Jackie Chan stuff from the 80s when he was uh, huge in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. They are on a different level compared right. to the u.s uh that was before he was of, actually of, speaking english in the movie it was like the yeah dub. yeah it was before it's, okay. it's i gotta check that out yeah because it's the sick. camera work is so much more raw they don't cut yeah uh, that often they doing crazy crazy stunts not just uh the fighting with cars right. and everything so they had the money and they had the the you know the the chinese uh, way of doing it and and right. just don't give a fuck about anything and they're yeah. just destroying a whole village they're, exactly and, and they're like jackie you can flip under this thing kick this guy in the mouth and then break through this door with your bare back yeah and he's yeah, like and, yeah and, and, and like, you're gonna Great. break your leg and 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 don't worry about it he, yeah. he did one movie uh midway shooting he break his leg and he finished the movie with a broken leg with just a uh rubberized uh uh, pants like a, that right. looks like Damn. his real leg. He's, wow, he, he that's crazy. awesome. He's crazy. Yeah, imagine what all that? of the the cruel Jackie Chan action ducking around parts in Rush Hour, but then stretch that for two hours and make it better. And hey. then exactly, Rush Hour has a lot of cool parts like that. But I know what you're yeah. trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, cra- so, so back 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 to the question. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What was it? Yeah, the next big thing. So it, I don't, uh, you don't have to worry about it because uh, I have. Uh, way bigger plans than this uh so maybe the next uh, music video uh will be a real short film longer with with a whole uh like like a free part song of ep uh, uh stuff of so, the drunken master versus the terminator something like that <laughs> i don't know how much i don't know how long can you keep this easter egg game going right, and right. Uh, mm-hmm. and and maybe like we need filmmaker. 
Yeah, we we need to just uh, dial it a little back and and focusing on an original story because from this highway violence concept, the the girls playing the video game or me being a, an an action hero who can who can be anywhere in time and space exactly, uh, like literally. Um, there are a lot of opportunities to go from this uh, to make a prequel, sequel, a side story, uh, just focus on one character, do a backstory music video on that or anything. So right, right. We, we, it was not in, intentional, but we set up a whole universe for Quixotic as a, as a project, as a, right. a brand. Or a, or you could, a, just, or a, yeah, you could just have any of those original ideas be another arcade cabinet in that room that those girls are playing an arcade game in. Exactly. So you, so we can go anywhere from here. So I, I'll, my only worry is just how to achieve uh, this from the next time. So we can do a right. Kickstarter or, or get, uh, get some mm-hmm. sponsors or something. That's my only concern because for the next thing, it it will cost money, and it if I want it to be better than the last one, it will cost more money. And uh, right. currently, it's not easy to uh, to see the future when we'll be getting that kind of <laughs> uh, budget to make something new right. and make yeah. something awesome. Well, you got time, you got time, and I, I, it seems yeah. like Division's already in a in a solid spot now. And, right. it, and I think I think the product is working for us right now. So. I don't. I'm not really worrying about it because the video is out there and and the people are loving it and more and more people will discover it and maybe uh, someone with with the potential they see the potential and and they're gonna invest or or just ask me because it happens. These miracles right. throughout my career career uh, it happened to me a lot of times when someone just discovered my music and and and. And the next thing I know, it's just okay. I got my merch now because someone liked it, and okay, let's make some T-shirts for you. Uh, right. So these things sometimes happen, and and you can you can build build upon it. And and the music video is is a great a great um, testament to it that okay, I made this. If you like it, I can make something more like this. <laughs> right. True. Totally. Right. Now and, I know, feel like. Oh, never mind. You go, Chris. Oh, yeah. No, I just wanted to say one last thing about the video. Um, I only have really one last final question for Chris before we, uh, you know, part ways and, and let Same. everyone go and check out the video. Uh, so, you know, now that you're tied cinematically to, um, you know, film and not just by the fact of being in synthwave and by the fact of sort of having these influences, like you're literally like a filmmaker and an artist now, how do you sort of plan on balancing that going forward? Mm, do I have to balance it or? I don't know. <laughs> do you? I'm, I'm curious Maybe what you take on that. I, I don't know. I, I, I never really think about uh, uh, did this before because uh, for me, just just the way th- things are, you know, I, it's I'm, all quixotic. Made, yeah, quixotic. it's all me. It's uh, it's. That was the the one of the main goals here. That's that it's it's not it's it's fake, but it's not fake for me. It's authentic. This is me. This is Quixotic. This is one I wanted to show people from the beginning. I just didn't have the 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 tools to make it. So with the music, with the music video, it's just like yeah, this is what you get when you when you when you um, when you search for Quixotic. Right. Here's and, the brand. Um, yeah, here's the brand, uh, and I'm doing this for years actually on on the on my parties. 
because uh, with the, with my DJ sets and with all uh, with the band uh, live, a quixotic live uh, performance, there's always visuals. Uh, montages on 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 sometimes on big uh, LED screens or sometimes uh, we bring uh, older uh, TVs and we just put it uh, different places on the stage. Not so cool. the the crowd is used to getting not just an audio uh, experience but an audio visual uh, time travel experience. You know, so for a few hours you are in a different place. You are in my uh, quixotic time travel 80s epicness place which I built especially for the crowd to, to please them and for my own enjoyment, you know, because this yeah. is what I love. This is uh, what I like. And uh, it's, I don't know how common in, in, uh, in the other artists in other countries, but in Hungary, it was uh, very strange that a lot of uh, synthwave producers uh, started to making, a uh, lot of producers started to making synthwave, but most of them didn't start it because of, uh, loving the 80s genre the 80s uh, style music and and i think they just like the aesthetic of it they just like the sound they were coming from dubstep or or edm or something like that and i think it was a main problem uh that they didn't uh, um, do anything special about it because they they were not really in love what originated what what was the original uh, uh, synthwave music? It's, it was the '80s music, and uh, for me, it was always the '80s music first and the synthwave next. You know, so right. I so I don't know how to how to um, what was the how to how I to say? balance oh. between the two. You just yeah, wanted. how to balance between the two because this is all 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 the things I love in life. <laughs> All my yeah. hobbies, filmmaking, 80s m movies, 80s music, and synthwave, and, and other thing. But I, yeah. I listen to uh, I listen to other genres. I'm open minded. Uh, one of my guilty pleasures in on Sundays, uh, there is a great option in YouTube. You can uh, set the location. Uh, where are you living? If you uh, for me, it's set to Hungary, but I can I can set it to Sweden or uh, United States and everything, and you can check the top trending uh, stuff in that country. And it's fascinating that how many countries have how many shitty stuff in the trending. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you find some very, very cool uh, tracks yeah. and cool cool music, wow. but, but most of the time it's all the same shit everywhere. So Hungarian trending music, it's, it's garbage. Uh, I have to say the U.S. trending is is pretty bad too. Uh, oh, yeah. sure, absolutely, hundred and ten percent minus Justin I'm, Bieber. He slaps. Yeah, He's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's funny because in in the U.S. there are one Justin Bieber or one Dua Lipa or maybe there's if there's a new Lady Gaga song, it's it's right, in, right. it's on the top ten. But most of it is just uh, hip hop and Mexican music and just yeah. What happened? <laughs> there's there's been yeah. a surge. True, true, true. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, um, well that, this is great, Andrew. You said you had one final question for Chris. I I do. Yeah. I mean, we've we've uh, gone this whole episode without asking something that I'm sure that everyone who's new to you has this question. You touched on it before we got started today, but where did the name Quixotic come from? Because I can tell it kind of sounds like exotic, but I've also never seen the word Quixotic before listening to your music. So where did it? How did you come up with that? 
oh my god, it's not going to be easy. It's even it's even pretty hard to tell the story in Hungarian, but I will try. So <laughs> my name my my name is uh, Chris Christian, and in in Hungarian pronunciation is is Christian. And when I was a little kid, I couldn't say Christian. I said Kiku. Kiku nice. means nothing to you, but in kindergarten. <laughs> If you switch uh, the K, the K and the I and the K and the U, it means cookie, and cookie means dick, for in a childish way. And nice. everybody just saying me uh, to being nasty to me, just to say this. And one of my friends told me, "What if if I don't write it like a K I K U? I just write it with a K I Q." And that's how the Q begin to form. And in the high school. I get rid of everything, and I was just Q. My my nickname was Q, and I I was a few years uh, DJ Q, which sounds lame, and <laughs> it, it was the very early. I was like 15 or something, so um, it was it was bad. And uh, I just opened up an English vocabulary dictionary, and the search for cool words in with the letter starting Q. And I found this quixotic word, and I checked the meaning of quixotic, and it was okay. This is perfect because it means uh, overly romantic, roman, how we say romanticized, it? Uh, romanticized, and 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 just out of this world. So just in in living in this in the in the clouds, right. making up shit, and that was that 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 mentality. With uh, now, it's it's. Uh, in perfect harmony with the music I make because it's like it's like we are we are making a, a fake world to to live in and, and dream in uh, right. when you listen to synthwave and something. So it's, it's the nostalgic part and later that I learned about uh, it was an 80s slang. It just it just blew my mind. Which in the 80s uh, quixotic meant it's uh, quick and an exotic car, so like a Lamborghini or a Testarossa. Or something like that. So wow. it's extra <laughs> bonus points for figuring out this one. Wow, that's crazy. Very Especially cool, because I feel like you just answered our set question for every guest without me even asking it <laughs> by but we'll still ask yourself it. as the word. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Chris, the Go final ahead, Chris. question, the show question. So technically, it doesn't come from Andrew and I. We ask every guest to describe themselves okay. as an artist, as a creator, in one word. And then you can elaborate on that word afterwards. But we want to know why you picked that specific word. And so with that being said, Chris, what's the one word you would describe yourself with? Mm, I, I will cheat. Quick sadic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, That's what cool. I was saying. You just you just did it without us even asking. The only other word because I was going to think is, maybe is would the be meaning. I, I can I can I can stand behind that word fully and and I say like I say that's uh, every every meaning of that word is is true about me, about right. my life, about my my uh, music, my my stuff I put on. Yeah, you, man, you I definitely feel quixotic. that. It was uh, it was a pleasure to meet you, man. Thank you so much for yeah, coming on our awesome. show and chatting yeah, with thank us. Thank you for really inviting me. It. And and I'm really really sorry about the the Australian uh, accent. You know, oh, no, uh, no. the la the last time uh, I was doing an interview in English uh, with uh, in in Los Angeles, and and they told me that I have an accent like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I and I took it as a compliment. So 
<laughs> I, I would definitely take that as a compliment. <laughs> Gro- when I was in high school, when my friends would meet my dad, they would always be like, dude, your dad sounds like a Russian spy. I was like, okay, I don't really know how to uh, take that, but good old I think America. Arnold Schwarzenegger maybe, is a bit Maybe he was. Maybe he was. <laughs> I mean, that's my Dad? barber, and I, I can tell you this much. We, we get into a lot while Paul's cutting my hair. Shout out to Paul. And uh, Paul. the one thing I can say that Paul isn't is a Russian spy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sure. True, um, true. But uh, you never know. That's the thing about spies, right? And uh, so with that being said, Chris, uh, we definitely got to have you back on, man, because there's just so yeah, much we could you pick gotta, the brain about. Um, you got to go yeah, on Chris's to. other I show. Love they love talking about... Yeah, dude, you definitely got to come on my other podcast, uh, get on a live stream. We can just talk about all things 80s movies, man. I hold back all the 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 secret sauce of the music video too, so I can I cool. can tell you a lot more Absolutely. if you if you want to. That'd be and the I'm, place to I'm do it. To, I'm always happy to talk about movies, so anytime. That's Perfect. Awesome. Well, I'll, I'll before, be in touch. <laughs> before we let you go, why don't you um, let people know where they can find you? What's coming next? You know where they Please. can keep up yeah. to date with everything Quixotic. Yeah, you can you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and everywhere in Quixotic Music mostly. Uh, that's the tag. It's easy. It's not that complicated. Uh, and I don't think but, anyone else is using it. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but there's a, some confusion because there's a, an, a U.S. Quixotic uh, dance group, which uh, they are pretty big in the U.S. They're doing like. Uh, like uh, crazy laser visuals and, and dancing and music and everything. And they trademarked the Quixotic name. So legally, when I come to the US, I will performing as Quixotic Hungary or something like this. Mm-hmm. Because, to be honest, uh, that's they cooler, are, in my opinion. They, so. they already uh, reached out to me to change my name. And I, I told them it's totally legal in, in Hungary and in Europe. So when I come to the US, I will make sure they know it's not the other Quixotic from Chicago or something because mm. it's no good for them and no good for me if they come right. for a dancing show and I will just standing there and hi. <laughs> <laughs> Very so, true. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm sure they could dance at your show. To get back to a question, uh, yeah, we are working hard on the making of Highway Violence and it will be coming out somewhere in the summer. I don't know because we are still at lockdown again. So it makes it a pretty difficult to do the interviews with the with the car owners and everything. It's gonna be like a, a real documentary about this this music video, how they how we pulled it off, and with a lot of uh, uh, VFX breakdowns and and uh, and a lot of uh, behind the scenes secrets. Uh, that how they achieve. I love uh, that type this. of stuff. I can't wait yeah, for that. That's, man. And that, and that's think, gonna be I on think, your YouTube channel, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, cool. We we are we are working on it pretty uh, pretty lazy at the moment, but uh, it will be ready for the summer. Um, and I think when it when it will be done, it will be more interesting to watch the music video again to 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 see. Oh my God, they did this, but. <laughs> Right, right. But how? And and you will know the answer how, and it will. I, I, I. Hopefully, it will blow your mind that, that with so little, how can be so, uh, so uh, special and, right. and 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 stuff. So yeah. And then uh, the other thing, I need to work on some new music now because I have no more excuses to not making new music because I had excuses last year. I'm making the music video 
okay, I will be doing some new stuff. Uh, I, I'm doing parties all the time. I don't have the time to work on new mater material. But I, right now, I have no excuses. So that will be the, the, the next thing I, I need to start working because you are, you are eager to, to uh, hear some new uh, sounds and stuff from me. And I'm very grateful that, that people are still demanding, okay, come on, let's, let's put up some, some new stuff. Oh yeah, man. So I have well, to, I have to you, uh, Yeah, well, we'll we'll point them in the right direction. All the links will be in the description of the video and in the show cool. notes on audio platforms. We're wishing you all the continued success, man. Thank you again, Absolutely. so much. It was a pleasure to meet you. We and will chat definitely with you, be in touch. Yeah, yeah, for well, sure. We'd love to Stay talk safe. to you again when the when the documentary comes out. Yeah, yes. that'd be great. Okay, thank you. I'm I'm more than happy to. So beautiful. Well, we'll see <laughs> awesome. you again, Chris. Uh, stay safe, man, and we'll we'll catch you soon, dude. Nice to meet you. Okay, stay thank safe. You. Andrew, man, that was uh, pretty great. We usually always have a great time interviewing people, but that one was, I think, exceptionally great. Um, yes. Close to home for you, what kind a great, of a little bit. What a good. <laughs> Well, <laughs> not really. Yeah, but. I guess in a, in a manner of speaking, it was. We'll send this one to your dad. My, I think I think he'd enjoy this episode. I know. I gotta let him know. Uh, this will be another day where I'm like, Dad, you really let me down, not teaching me Hungarian as a as an infant. I really could have shown off today, but that's no, oh, all right. Well. No in one likes another, to show, in another show life. Off. So that's true. You know, that's true. You're right. Yeah, and besides, you know, maybe that's one of the good things of like the '80s you know high school tropes that died like the show-offy kid like the ferris bueller like kind of like punk kid that just has to get all the attention you know maybe that's like one of the only good things no i'm just kidding ferris bueller is a great film and this was a great podcast thank you guys so much for hanging out with us listening to Absolutely. us we really appreciate it this has been our best year yet of the podcast and we're only just about to hit april by the time you guys hear this we might even be in april the future oh my god Whoa. and and, time and, traveling <laughs> oh and and speaking of the future andrew what can the people expect from us in the future and where can they find us and keep up to date with all that stuff well what to expect i can only say more of this incredible content that we've been providing you with this whole year so far if i do say so myself um like chris said we really appreciate your guys support like he said this we've had more support this year than the past couple of years which is pretty insane but i'm just gonna roll with it so thank you very much uh we're gonna have more incredible guests like we said we're doing 50 plus episodes because we can't really figure out how many weeks are in a year specifically in you know a typical year but at least 52 less than 60 probably but that's a pretty good amount maybe more than 60 if we feel crazy but probably not but 55, 56, 52, that's a great number. We're going to have lots more guests like this. We're going to have some without guests, just interest, interesting topics. We're going to talk about albums. We're going to talk about artists. Tell us what you want us to talk about. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, and if you want to where can they find all that? About, dude, oh, you good. were doing that. I'm so rude. This, I did say at the start okay, of last man. episode that I was working on cutting you off, didn't I? You I feel did. like I did it less this episode than normally. So this I'm might trying be the to grow. first time this episode that you cut me off true which isn't bad an hour and ten in but yeah you were saying andrew i liked where you were going with that please <clears throat> and if you'd like to know where to tell us where to talk about stuff or what to talk about then we're on all of the social medias at talking podcast t-a-l-k-i-n no g podcast uh we're on all of the digital streaming platforms you know spotify apple podcast all of the other ones that sound like they could be made up but they're not made up um, we're also on YouTube. 
subscribe to the YouTube. Look at us. You can see all the cool backgrounds that our guests have. Every guest that we've had has had a better background than me, and I'm starting to get annoyed. I'm going to have to move or something because I'm getting embarrassed, frankly, and you would know what I'm talking about if you were subscribed to our YouTube, so subscribe to our YouTube. True, and you can also, if you want to take us on the run, listen to us on some audio platforms. Some people know them as Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Breaker, Stitcher, Geeker, Radio Public, Google Play, SoundCloud. Some of those are real, some of those aren't, but you guys can I'm probably saying. decipher which is which. And uh, so, yeah, guys, we, uh, we're everywhere. We're here for you. We're here because of you, honestly. You know, you guys supported us in a, in a rut of the show that uh, we're really glad we're over the hill of now, and it's it's long in the rear view, and we, we just want to continue to say thank you. And um, Andrew and I are working on new tunes, and you know, uh, we uh, we miss performing for you guys in that regard. So keep your eyes peeled. And what more can I say? Thank you so much. This has been another episode of Talking with Andrew and Chris. Go listen to Quixotic and um, put that cookie down now. And also stay, stay sweet. Stay sweet. <laughs> All right, guys, there you have it. Yet another episode of Talking with Andrew and Chris. And we just want to take a moment here to thank you guys so much for all the support you've shown this show. I mean, I'm sure you guys know, but this show is 100% creator-owned and creator-run, and quite literally, we couldn't do it without you. I mean, the fact that you guys keep coming back week in and week out is not only humbling, but it's inspiring, and, and it's a reason why we will continue to deliver upon our promise to bring you content every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And so all we ask for you guys to do in support of this show, for free, mind you, is please head over to youtube.com slash talking with Andrew and Chris. Please click that subscribe button for whatever video you choose to listen to. Click that thumbs up. It would really help out us grow the channel. And most importantly, turn on that bell to get notified every time we post content. Again, that's every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on YouTube at 2 p.m. And of course, on audio, you guys can find us on Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. That is Talking with Andrew and Chris. And all we ask you to do on those platforms is please click the follow button, the subscribe button, leave a review, preferably five stars. Whatever the platform allows you to do, if you could throw us a little support, that would really mean the world and help us keep growing this show. Once again, guys, we appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for the support. Stay sweet, and we'll see you in the next episode.